Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. Amen. So good. Well, today what I want to do is I actually want to share a few practical thoughts that I think will be helpful, but I also, I also just want to experience a time where we are just properly challenged by the Word of God, uh, you know, that the Holy Spirit would convict us in a really good way today, that we'd encounter His presence. And so to do that, I want to show you something. And, and uh, by the way, we're going to jump, jump into the, the deep end of the pool real quick today. But I want to show you something that is kind of a drawing um, to kind of depict something from the Old Testament, uh, it's Old Testament history about, about the system of sacrifice and burnt incense and burnt offerings. And, uh, but many of you know that in the Old Testament there was, there was the temple, of course, but it, it, even going way back, it, it was called the, the tent of meeting. And it was this big tent that would move around as, you know, when Moses was moving around with uh, the people of God and in the desert, they would move around and this big tent would move with them. And, 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 they, and inside this tent, many really important things happened. You know, every day they made sacrifices and, and they burned those, those sacrifices in the tent. You know, Exodus, Leviticus, if you look into it, outlines this sacrificial system and this regiment that people had to make daily and even annually. And some sacrifices were intended to atone for sins, while other ones were just to, to be like what I mentioned earlier with incense, like pr- prayers and praises lifted up to God. And, but one thing was certain, there was fire in that, in that tent. Later it would become the temple. And then that fire never went out. So smoke was smoke would rise from this, from this, from this tent, from this temple, and it would rise towards heaven. And it was this huge pillar of, of smoke. Uh, you know, but like I said, with this fire in there, Leviticus 6:13 says something really interesting. It says, Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually, continually. It shall not go out. This is mentioned three times in that chapter, by the way. The fire represented God Himself. You know, it says in Deuteronomy chapter 4, it says that our God is a consuming fire. The fire represents the presence of God. And since there was this continuous pillar of smoke that we see rising up into the sky, people could see where the temple was from miles away by simply seeing the smoke rising. It was like, it was like this big smoke signal telling everybody where the presence of God was. And so the temple, this tent of meeting, it was a sacred place. It was holy and set apart. And, and I just want to talk about that for a minute. You know, there's this, this term, sacred space. Sacred space is simply a reference to something that, that you recognize as a spiritually significant place or perhaps even a holy place or a holy time. And, you know, if you grew up in Oklahoma and you grew up Baptist, you might think of, you know, Falls Creek as sacred space. It's holy ground, right? Or maybe you think of a church as sacred space. Or I've heard about some crazies that act like a football field down in Norman is like holy ground, right? You know, I mean, for many of us, where we live is sacred. Our hometown is cherished. Our city is cherished. You know, I remember I was on the phone uh, with, uh, with a person one time. We were, I was making a, a call about my insurance, and this lady asked for my address. So I gave it to her, and I told her the city I was in. I said, I live in Oklahoma City, and then I gave her my zip code. And then she asks me a question. She says, well, what state do you live in? 
And I thought, I just said I live in Oklahoma City. I thought that like the state was inferred, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but I still badly wanted to say Hawaii. I live in Oklahoma City, Hawaii. Um, but then I remembered a lot of people, they don't, they don't really care about Oklahoma City like I care about Oklahoma City. To me, Oklahoma City is sacred, right? To her over the phone, I mean, it might as well have been in Delaware, you know what I mean? Like, hi, I'm in Delaware type thing, I, I don't know. But we associate places and times as sacred, holy, set apart. I mean, these days we are in right now, right? One of those sacred places is Lowe's. <laughs> have you seen it? I'm sure you have. I mean, I can't go and meet with one person to get my hair cut, um, but I can go meet with 800 people at Lowe's. Like, I'm waiting for any moment for the lumber section to turn into a pub. It's quite crazy. I'm just telling my haircut person to meet me at Lowe's. That'll work. Um, but I'm, of course, I'm joking about Lowe's, but, but we, we do this with sacred space, don't we? Some places are more sacred than others. And I don't think that's always wrong. I mean, there's something special about, for example, places of worship that do set it apart as special and unique. For example, it's why we don't do certain things at church. You know, I, I would never have an after-church binge watch party of Game of Thrones. We would never do that. But isn't it interesting that we would do it in our homes? I'm pretty sure I wouldn't regularly in my sermons use four-letter words because this is a sacred space, right? But a lot of us are pretty used to those words being in our workplaces, in our schools, in our, in our, even in our homes. At minimum, we're entertained by movies and other shows that use coarse language all the time. And so our behavior and even things like sin may be attached to where we are and when we're there. So this is, this, this is interesting, isn't it? I mean, maybe this is a little too real, right? This Game of Thrones things, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry if that was too real. But we have to look at ourselves and we have to ask hard questions about sin and what's sacred to us. Why am I willing to do this or that there and then, but I'm not willing to do it there and at that time? We must consider better questions about what God is calling us to and more importantly, who he's calling us to be. And sometimes we even have to look at this and say, what impurities does he want to burn away so that he can refine us? So let's go back to my drawing, shall we? So the Israelites said this temple was sacred space, right? And the people of God during these days, they, they also lived in these 10 structures and, and they would live near the temple because why would you not? I mean, you wanna be near what's sacred. You wanna be, be near what's near and dear to your heart. Plus they have to make regular visits to the temple, right? They have to make regular visits to this place because this is where people would make sacrifices. This is where they would receive forgiveness of sin. They would get right before God. The temple was paramount to the people. And, and, and as, as time went on, this was repeated in Jerusalem where the temple was central in the city and people gathered around it there. But it also was scattered throughout Israel in all the cities and all the towns and all the villages. They would gather around the temple where there was this place of worship, this sacred place. And so the simple drawing gives you a picture of how life was oriented, what it looked like. 
But we all know, and I'm skipping way ahead here, but we all know that Jesus changed everything about everything, including how we worship, including, you know, this idea of the temple of God and, and where God's presence resides. And, and get ready for it. He even changed what is sacred. You know, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? For God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. 2 Corinthians 6.16 says, For we are the temple of the living God. So, if we are God's temple, and God's temple is sacred, if God's spirit dwells in our midst, and if God never changes and he is a consuming fire, you know, it stands to reason that this picture that I made of the Old Testament changes a little bit. Check this out. So it's no longer just one large pillar of smoke. No, because what happens is we are scattered throughout our city as the people of God, and we are the temple, of course. We are sacred, and we should be sending up smoke signals. Because where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, our lives declare to the world that the presence of God is here as we burn with a passion for Jesus. Our homes and even our bodies are sacred places set apart, holy for the Lord. And this simple picture is powerful. We are, we are scattered to our homes these days. It might not last much longer, but we can burn with a passion for Jesus. Our neighbors and our friends can metaphorically see the smoke rising by the way we are on fire for Jesus, by the way we love God, love people, and live the gospel. So here's what I want to do. I have three thoughts for us today. They're sort of practical thoughts, but they're also that proper uh, challenge from the Word of God. And the first thought is simply this. Our lives must be refined by the fire of God. Meaning, the refining fire of God remains the picture that it's always been. He refines us, burns away the impurities of sin in our life, and that is called sanctification. Now, Jesus justifies us. The justification through Jesus is, is through Jesus alone, but prayer, confession, and repentance is what sanctifies us. So we ask God, burn away the impurities. We repent of our sin, and we ask God to give us clean hands and pure hearts. So our lives must be refined by the fire of God. Second thought, our homes can be a sacred place. We can set our homes apart as holy and under the Lord. Maybe a new mindset of holy and sacred needs to enter your home. Perhaps certain things shouldn't happen in your home, just like they wouldn't happen maybe in a church, because you would see this as a sacred place. And the third thought is this. A life that burns for God will put off smoke. <laughs> Letting everyone know where the presence of God is. Just like years ago, they could see the pillar of smoke rising from the temple of God, and for miles they would know where God's presence was. What if our life sent off some sort of smoke signal telling the world God is here? So once again, 
our lives must be refined by the fire of God. That's the sanctification of our sin. Two, our homes can be a sacred place. It can be holy and set apart. And three, a life that burns for God will put off smoke. Meaning, live with a burning passion for Jesus. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to pray about this. I want to talk about this. I made this real simple today, but it's, it's also a lot of rich stuff from the Word of God, and I just want to pray. I just want to pray over you because I think probably in all three of those, maybe one of those three, two of those three, there's going to be something that the Lord's going to speak to you about even now. So I've been praying all week, Holy Spirit, would you use this time, this simple message to speak to the hearts of those who are watching, those who are listening this week. And so I'm asking the Holy Spirit right now, would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you come into this moment, into our living rooms, and would you speak to us about the fire of God, the consuming fire that you are, and the work that you want to do within us? So would you just bow your heads wherever you're at? I just want to invite you to do that. I just want to go ahead right now, bow your heads. And for just for a moment, would you open your hearts and your ears to hear? I just want to pray through these three thoughts. So we begin, God, would you refine us by your fire? Lord, if we have sin in our life that we need to repent of, I, I just pray right now that you would bring those sins to our mind, that you would convict, convict our hearts, God. For many of us, we've been out of routine and out of rhythm, and that's caused maybe sin to enter in. I don't know. I don't know how the enemy's working right now, but Lord, I just pray that you convict our hearts, and Lord, give us the courage to repent, and that you would refine us by your consuming fire. Secondly, God, we pray that you would sanctify our homes. We are scattered and in many ways confined to our homes, but there is no better time than right now than for us to awaken and ask for your blessing and your protection over our homes. And I just pray for any of us, Father, right now, who resonate with the need to commit our homes to a place of worship and a house of prayer. May you convict and call us forward. Make our homes be set apart and holy for you, Father. And God, we pray that we would live and that we would burn for you, Father. May our lives burn so brightly that the world would see you. So the fire of God, we just pray that it would grow deeper, stronger, and hotter within us. Father, may our lives be like this picture we drew today with smoke rising to heaven like a sweet aroma and a sign to the world that you are here. Father, we pray all these things in your name. Amen. So we're just going to continue to sit in this moment. Stephen's going to lead a song that he taught us last week. It's perfect for, this, for today. This, the, the, the song title was Burn. He wrote it, which is powerful and amazing. But just allow this to be a time of response and to just kind of consider work that God wants to do in your heart today.
take us back to that that picture I drew not a great picture I know but I want to take us back to it because it, it shows us something and it, it's it's actually a really cool picture to think about you know hopefully soon in a few weeks we'll be back together in the, the body of the believers um, when they come together something happens to this fire that's within us when the fire comes back together it makes fire stronger, doesn't it? It, it? It's one of the things that the gathering of believers does. It, it makes the fire hotter. It makes it brighter. It helps us fan into flame the gifts that God has given us. You know, he's given us the strength to scatter. It's what we've been able to do. But make no mistake, God wants his people to gather as well. If the ga- it's the gathering that makes the scattering possible. So in this season, if there's anything that I would say to you as an encouragement is, well done in the scattering. I hope you've been bringing life to your city. I hope you've been learning to love more because nothing can stop love. But I also hope you'll hear me say that the gathering of believers, that when we come back together, the fire that we bring, it's gonna come together and it's gonna become a, a, a roaring fire one that gets to tell the world that this is where the presence of God is. That God is here. I pray that over your homes. I pray that over your life. And of course, I pray that over this this church. And so today, just remember all the things that we talk about all the time. We want to connect with you. We want to know if there's anything that you need prayer for. And then we have all the links. We have a contact. We have a need help. We have a prayer link. We have all the stuff. All of them work. They all come to us. Use whichever one you want. Let us know. 
And we just want you to remember that we love you. You are loved not only by your Heavenly Father, but you are loved by a body of believers that says uh, we are not alone. So grace and peace, my friends. We'll see you soon. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.